Hello, welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Sean, two weeks in a row now we have a podcast and life has <laughs> not exploded. We yeah, we have, faces. we're back on track. <laughs> I, it's it, I had a very long week and I also want to say earlier today went to McDonald's because I've seen a lot of people been getting the uh, McDonald's cards early, the McDonald's packs. I've started seeing them pop up on eBay. Some people have posted them in my Discord. So I was like, you know, I might as well go check, you know, like my, my McDonald's act dumb, pretend like I don't know what data comes out. Um, and they, my, my McDonald's immediately told me we're selling them tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. I wasn't sure the day I'll take a McDouble, please. <laughs> So your boy is going to be going to McDonald's two days in a row. How are you, Sean? I'm good. I will not be going to McDonald's. I um, I can't eat anything at McDonald's anyways. I'm, I have to be gluten-free. So uh, Oh, dang. Some, I didn't know that. Actually. Some deep lore for anybody out there who listens to the pod. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't eat anything there anyways. And I figure, like, if I want one of those cards, I'll just buy them straight up. So Fingers crossed they're not $10,000 each. You can actually just buy the toy. Fun fact for anybody who yeah. wants the cards. I might, I might swing by a McDonald's, but you can just, you can say like, Hey, I don't want a happy meal. You could literally say, Hey, I'm gluten-free. Like I don't, I don't want a happy meal, but crap. I <laughs> heard that there are toys and I, it depends on the location, how much they cost mm -hmm. for you living in like the New York area. Um, it might be more towards like $2, but yeah. for, for someone who's like the middle of Indiana, you know, that's not Indianapolis. It's probably going to cost like one sixty nine. I think okay. it is. that's not bad at all. I mean, no, it's not bad. It's a pack of four cards. One being a hollow. Like it's a, it's actually not hmm. that bad of a deal. Yeah. I mean, if I go, I might, you know, I'm going to get a very small number of packs because I am not that kind of collector. You know, like some people, they collect a variety of things. And for me, the McDonald's promos will be fun to open, but I'm not like a uh, promo collector in that respect. So uh, I'm mm -hmm. not going to buy out a McDonald's. I'm not going to go buy it, try to try to finagle a case out of the store manager and put it on eBay. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm battling it inside. Cause like personally I want to buy several. I want to have one to keep. That's hundred percent sure. And I do like actually want to collect the cards and I want to open them on stream yeah, because it's 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 entertaining to open them on stream. I wouldn't be like selling them; they would just be for my personal collection. Maybe I end up giving away the extra hollows, like do a giveaway or something for it. But yeah, I mean, if you um, end up getting like 10, 15, even twenty, I don't think that's a ridiculous amount because these stores are going to get in hundreds, if not thousands, of these, right? I don't know with the you whole think? you know like shortage of printing and vivid voltage and in stuff and how they had to have more waves of like champions i don't know but, but they've been to be printed, honest but think about how long ago these started to get leaked like somebody opened up certain 25th that was anniversary of cards. yeah that's true so like these things have been on the press uh, you know have been ha had been printed many months ago and i'm not saying that the rest of the cards also weren't printed like that but i'm guessing that the amount that they had to commit to mcdonald's because mm -hmm. like, yo, all of these, uh, as somebody who also, you know, uh, one of my clients is um, a well-known beverage brand that you may have seen their ad in the Super Bowl. Uh, Oatly. Light? 
Oatly, oat milk. Oh, so it was a weird ad, by the way. If you saw it and you and you hated the ad, we made a T-shirt that you could have gotten that said, "I hated the ad." It's very funny. Really? Yes. <laughs> Give me that T-shirt, dude. It's already I sold don't even out, man. The they ad. sold they they sold out all five hundred of them in four minutes. Oh god, dang it, dude! I know, man. I need to stop spending money though. To <laughs> it was be free. It was free. Oh, it was free? <laughs> yeah, man. That's how John, advertising I'm works. I'm so mad you didn't give me the leaks on this. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I'm so mad. Uh, I'm but so mad. I will say they, you know, when when big companies do partnerships with other big companies, you basically have to guarantee them a certain supply up front. And if you don't meet that, then it's kind of like you, you know, it's not a good relationship builder. So my guess is that part of the reason that you've had some of these print run issues on other sets may be that Pokemon company had a lot of these commitments for the 25th anniversary with other, you know, companies like General Mills, like McDonald's, mm -hmm. and that takes up time on the printer. Um, and they have to meet, my guess is they have to meet that to a pretty high degree. Like they could maybe under deliver by a certain percentage and say COVID, but you know, you can only de under deliver so much with those types of agreements. Speaking of General Mills, I saw a picture on Verbank. I don't know if you saw this of somebody who got some of the gener some of the cinnamon toast crunch where the Pokemon cards were inside. And it was like, I don't even know what to call it, but it's like it's one of those stacks where they like saran wrap the entire thing. Like one of those huge pallets. They got a pallet. Pallet. Yeah, they like got a whole pallet. <laughs> they of went the to pallet like, town. Jesus Christ, dude. Like. <laughs> Kids gonna be going worst. to the store, being like, "Where's all the cinnamon toast crunch, mom? I don't know, man. Some adult just really wanted these Pokemon cards. No, mommy, I hate COVID and Pokemon. Like it's the ah, uh, God, people suck. I'm gonna buy. I'm probably gonna <laughs> buy three boxes at the most. I'm gonna keep one pack of cards sealed and out of the box. I'm gonna keep a box completely sealed for my own display mm -hmm. then i'm going to eat a box and open the pack of cards <laughs> nice yeah that's my that's me i'm just going to buy well, three gonna... and i actually eat cereal on a regular basis so well if you're going to actually have two packs though that come out of the box you have to actually eat two boxes of cereal oh yeah that's true i'm a, i'm well mm. okay with eating two boxes of cereal <laughs> so cinnamon I'm toast well crunch okay with that. sometimes i eat cereal in the middle of the night as well as breakfast all right well do you want to get to the review and get into the rest of the pod? We have a lot to talk about today. We do have a lot to talk about. Well, let's start with a five-star review that came a couple weeks ago from one of my good community members, Firebee. Firebee, I hope you're having a great day, my friend. Five-star review. I'm not very good at comprehending the TCG, but Jake and Sean make it very easy to follow and understand what is going on in the meta. They're very educated on the topics they talk about, and they have a better chemistry than most podcast hosts out there. Ooh, woo, Sean. Ooh, woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always enjoy listening to their podcast, and I learn something new about the TCG every week. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Firebee. I appreciate it. Big heart. Love you always. But uh, I mean, Sean and I have been doing this now for what thirty? Is this episode thirty-four? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it'll be episode there. So it'll be, you know, we skip two weeks, and then you got thirty-four weeks. So it's 36 weeks in total. Yeah, 36 weeks of basically doing the podcast almost. Because even during those two weeks, Sean and I were thinking of things and we'll announce later today 
something crazy that Sean's been in the works for yes. months. Stick around till the end of the episode. It'll be really good. But for now, let's go into a quick excerpt on Expanded. If you did not hear on Twitter four days ago, Lusamine and Wally unbanned from Expanded. Pokemon.com released their Shining Fates ban list. So basically, there was a there was an announcement that came out on February 4th um, that we've long anticipated and they made more bands to this uh, expanded format. Lusamine can be a powerful card in the right circumstances in control decks. However, considering that Lieutenant Surge strategy is banned in the expanded format, the potential of Lusamine is limited in the current environment. Lusamine turns out to be problematic again. This decision will be reevaluated. End quote from Pokemon. Lusamine, if you do not know, is a Pokemon card, a supporter that puts two in any combination of supporter and stadium cards from your discard pile into your hand. It was available until last rotation to be played in standard because there was a full art. So mm -hmm. it was originally printed in Burning Shadows. I'm sorry, Crimson Invasion. Mm -hmm. um, and then it got a full art reprint. It got a new full art art, which by by the way is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, a new full art art in Ultra Prism. And Ultra Prism was the oldest set in last year's rotation. So relatively new to expanded in terms of out of standard. But this card's been banned for a while now, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and I think, I mean, look, if you also play the game, even standard, right, back like mm -hmm. a year ago, there was, you know, before they banned some of the other mill cards like Valalba and Bryson Man and... Or like, you know, there was like a really nasty control deck that was also going around at some of the regionals, the standard regionals at this point a year ago. Pretty sure that was pretty sure that was the sword and team up to sword and shield mm -hmm. format where it was like somebody at full group games played in one of Andrew Mahone's like tournaments on stream and he played this like mill deck. And then the whole world went crazy for it. And then you had two choices of decks that you could play. You could play ADPZ. Or you could play this this mill deck, and, and that's why I constantly <laughs> say that that was the worst format that I've ever played in. Yeah, that was that was rough. And even before that, though, that before I think that mill deck, there was the um, maybe it's the same mill deck, and I'm just misremembering. But there was like a whole Articuno GX mill deck as well that was like a stall. It was basically a stall control deck. No, I played that Pidgeotto yeah. Rangaroo. Yeah, Pidgeotto control. That was it. Yes. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't like super great though. Like Jesper Erickson did really well, and I and like, but it, it wasn't well? like it wasn't the same effect of Grant that, Manley of that mill deck. Grant Manley also did well, but you're right. It was it's not the same effect. You're right, but well, that's the were, one I'm thinking. Those were of. two different events. Those yes. were two different events because I think Jesper played in Bochum. Yeah, he would have played in Europe. I think. Yeah, and I think um, I think Grant. Was yeah, he was Richmond? in um, Atlantic City and maybe because uh, Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah, he was playing that in Atlantic City because I was at that tournament. And anyways, mm. my point is, uh, it was it's it can be really gross in like control decks and other decks. But to your point, Jake, the fact that it doesn't have Lieutenant Surge, it's like if that's your only supporter for turn, you can't do a the loop combo of like Surge Lusamine for you know, something that you can play that turn and then you're Lusamine right back, right? Yeah, like, um, hmm. but I want to... Oh, let's get to the next card and then okay. we'll talk about um, 
something that I want to mention about Lusamine and Lieutenant Surge. But Wally, let's get to Wally. Their reasoning for Wally. After the first turn supporter rule changed in the beginning of the Sword and Shield series, the potential problems of Wally were reduced significantly. However, evolving on the first turn can lead to dangerous combos, so the usage of Wally will be monitored closely. Wally is a little bit of an older card from Roaring Skies, so a lot of people, especially from this podcast, that haven't been playing very long. So, like people like Sean and I might not know what it is. Sean, I don't think you've ever nope. probably. I have don't own a copy card. of this card. <laughs> Search your deck for a card that evolves from one of your Pokemon, including Pokemon EX, and put it onto that Pokemon. This counts as evolving that Pokemon. Shuffle your deck afterwards. You can use this card during your first turn or on a Pokemon that was put into play this turn. Hmm. And in a, in a format that had like Trevenant, like item lock Trevenant, oh, Wally was really good. Or no, and my like, was um, basic. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different combinations. Like Wally was really, really good. There's a lot of different combinations that you could use with Wally in terms of, um, in terms of evolving. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I do want to bring up, so I put I put on Twitter, I said, there's a lot of newer players who may not really understand why Lusamine being unbanned is a bad idea. Because a lot of people were very vocal about Lusamine being unbanned as a horrible idea. Why would Pokemon do this? Are they even paying attention? Blah, 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 blah. Because many of us didn't play in the format of her being in expanded. So like a lot of people just don't know. And I asked for feedback. And so as they said, a lot of people said similar things of like um, control decks can really utilize it, loop it. And I definitely know that because I played Pidgeotto Control like that uses that card. Very cool card. Um, infinite resources, you know, zero drawbacks. Um, especially Kevin Clemente or Mellow Magic are provided the example of like uh, Seismitoad EX. This was a this was a card when Seismitoad was running around a lot, a lot and expanded that was used a ton. So you have infinite handiworks, plumeria, things like that, um, which is actually kind of fine. But especially now, like um, Celio's network also tuned in because me and Celio, me, Mellow, we're, I love those two. <laughs> um Lieutenant Surge and Guru, both those cards are gone. So, like, Lusamine would not be okay if Surge and Guru were in that format. But now that those two are gone specifically, because we know the power of Guru, right? I mean, yeah, we we literally made a meme burning a Guru card <laughs> in the uh, in the Atlas Championships, and, and that was. Because people were rejoicing that that card was gone and going to be banned. And <laughs> no expanded. more resource management. Goodbye, monkey. Yeah, but one thing that I want to say. So the the Pokemon company said, um, they specifically said that considering that Lieutenant Surge strategy is banned in the expanded format, the potential use of Lusamine is limited in the current environment. I think Bob McDougal. I believe that's his name. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to find his Twitter. I know who I'm talking about. Sean, do you know who I'm talking I, about? I don't, but I mean, what, what did he say? Ah, no, it's at Bob McDougal on Twitter. Their name as their at or their like profile name, Gabby Kaloka. Okay, Canadian yeah, yeah, yeah. PPG I know. Player. I know who you're talking about. 
they had tweeted that Lusamine and Lieutenant Surge were never in the same expanded format. What? So uh, providing the example. Is it because Surge was banned? So like, so like Lusamine was banned before Surge was printed. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so Lusamine was a problem before Lieutenant Surge was even a thing. So like, a big thing is like, why are they providing this statement? Like, this is literally fluff. Like, yes, if if Lieutenant Surge was an available card with Lusamine, like this is this would be a problem, <laughs> right? I, I think your point about um, Orangaroo being banned from Expanded, like Orangaroo was not banned in Expanded. So yeah, now that Orangaroo was also not banned in Expanded until until. After it was rotated. So I think that is a difference, right? Like, you know, all of a sudden you don't have resource management in format anymore. And so mm -hmm. that combo is gone. So I think they have made some changes and there are a few combos that are not allowed anymore. And, you know, and they banned some other cards. I don't know. I, mean, I think that it, you know, my gut says like playing your supporter just to go get a couple of cards back, but that's your only supporter for turn. Um, unless you're getting a stadium that is particularly problematic in combination with this, which maybe something out there exists, but I, I can't, I can't think, uh, that this will be the worst thing in the world. Cause like, you know, in terms of getting your supporters back, there's plenty of other combos that exist, right? You have pal pads and you have draw engines and mm -hmm. you could get your supporters back other ways. Um, it's just that this specific combo, you know, was, was bad. Um, in certain types of decks, but I don't think those decks can really see the same level of success. So one thing that I also want to point out is um, Chill TCG. Yes. Um, they hosted an expanded tournament that featured the unbans. You know, you could you could play the new cards if you wanted to. Like that's that's totally cool. They're gonna they're doing um, the new expanded series every Sunday, six p.m. or six thirty p.m. EST expanded format so they were like you know what what the heck let's try this out and i think i think like the reaction in the unbans live was oh this like lucimine and wally were like not played at all right they didn't have any impact and while i agree that there was not this isn't this isn't a jab or anything like that while I agree that there was not much of an impact of Lucy, Lusamine and Wally um, in the formats, it's like the it's like Pablo's um, sword and shield on tourneys. Yeah, it's a very untested and a very limited format. It's very raw, right? It's like it's like every single format in standard when we're like Pikaram is dead. And there's no Pikaram like in the first tournament of the format. And then you get to the end of the format, Sean, before the next set comes out. And Pikaram is like considered the BDIF. <laughs> uh, yeah. You I, know, honestly. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that like it just there's not enough time for people to like it had been unbanned and there was like two days or something. It was so, three days, I believe. Three days until right. the tournament started. And and expanded is a massive format. There's so many. Cards. Yes. And I think even people who play Expanded more regularly would even tell you that, broadly speaking, Expanded is not a really well 
understood format, the same way that standard is. Mm -hmm. So like breaking a card, breaking a deck, whatever you want to call it in expanded, it takes more energy to like figure out what that combo is because you've got so many more card combos. And I mean, for me, there's look, there's going to be people who have better, you know, I think Wally is the one that is much more um, worrisome is maybe too strong of a word, but much more um, impactful because mm-hmm. Wally being able to Evo on your first turn going second, right? I mean, think about yeah. that for a variety yes. of things, right? Yeah, you can't you can't do it going first. That's the one thing Wally might read like you can do it going first on your first turn, but that doesn't supersede the new first turn supporter rule. You can literally do it on like Garb. Yeah, any Garb odor deck, you could Wally. You could also, um, if you want to get absolutely wild with it. I mean, like think about Colossal, right? It only needs one energy to do its first attack, mm-hmm. and if you get another energy on top with an Orangaroo then all of a sudden you're looking at uh, what? Uh, you're doing that base 130, right? Yeah, you're doing 130 damage. Turn one, going, you know, uh, going, going second. second. And like 130 damage is, you know, it's plenty to get a lot of things that might be sitting in the active. I mean, and especially some of the it'll things be that... Even like a base damage, it'll be good oh, yeah. for base damage. And... And and think about too, like you know, you have things that have um, fighting type weakness. You know, the the idea of like, oh, I, you know, I might get donked if I start a Dedene or a Crobat, and I don't have any way out of that. I don't know how bad that is in, in expanded. It probably isn't as prevalent, but you know, it can happen, right? But the idea that somebody can hit one sixty or one eighty on turn one, it's a lot more limited, right? Going second, mm-hmm. uh, but now, and, like we didn't. When we were talking about the 130, we didn't even talk about Diancy. We didn't talk about Choice Band. We didn't talk oh, yeah. about any of that. Fighting Dojo, you know, all That's these modifiers yeah. to have you hit even more. You get Diancy, you get Choice Band, and all of a sudden you're up to what? One, is it 50 plus 130, 180? You get Dojo, you're hitting 190. I mean, that 190 is going to knock out any EX or GX basic, basically. Um, Most, other a than lot tag of them, yeah. Other a lot of tag. places have like two ten, especially when we talk about V's as well. Yeah, once you get into V's, yeah, um, the, the numbers go up. But I think a lot of like, uh, maybe it's I think it's like a lot of bigger GXs, or like stage twos, or like mm. stage ones. But even then, like you can't evolve on your first turn. I do want to mention that with uh, Puka Kyle Suchovich, the Almighty God, um bless his soul um we love him but <laughs> the living legend said uh kind of chimed in about the wally and lucimine being unbanned in the expanded format on twitter mentions that the goal going forward kyle works for the pokemon company just want to mention that works for tpci is a tpci employee mm-hmm. the goal going forward is to have a unified ban list between japan and the rest of the world I mean, I, I like want to I want to. I want to get into this other part before I start putting on my tinfoil hat. Okay. Okay. Go. Go. And no, you can't play Wally on your first turn if you go first. I think that's something that a lot of people may not know, and a lot of people should know, because a lot of people may think like, "Oh, I'm going first the first turn of the game. I can play Wally. You know, the only supporter I can play is Wally. No, you can't. the The first time that you can play Wally is that second 
turn like you were like you were saying where you could evolve yeah same supporter rules yeah same supporter rules but kyle doesn't expect an errata to happen because i say a chevel i i hopefully i said your last name right my friend um x said like can you do you think there's going to be an errata slash ruling you know we've seen that before in the past with like latios gx we've seen it we've seen erratas happen with like quick ball errata or quick ball got the errata when it was reprinted in sword and shield base um kyle doesn't believe there will be an errata but probably an official ruling at some point yeah i i don't think there'll be an errata because there'll be an official ruling for sure but they won't errata it because they're not going to reprint it right mm-hmm. um or if they do reprint it they'll just ban the old one and, and say you can only use the reprint whatever um yeah uh, one thing i did think about which uh actually is a better combo if you're going second than um colossal it's eternatus you can go into an eternatus you have dark patch and expanded right yes and you have free retreaters that you could throw up there you you have um uh, you have the the dark Dark you have the dark right ex that has the ability Mm -hmm. it's like any pokemon with a dark energy as free retreat Sure, but I mean, it, it, you need to dark patch. And to the you bench. have the uh, you have the you have that stadium. Yeah, you What's have the dark stadium? city. Yeah, uh, dark city, night city, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could like put anything in the active, any dark type Pokemon. If you have an all dark type deck, then boom, easy. It's just it's gonna be a dark type Pokemon. You have Crobats to help you draw. Um, there is the potential that you can get. Turn one, going second, 270 plus, you know, to your point of choice band, right? You could throw a choice mm-hmm. band on that guy and he's doing 300 damage now. That's filthy. I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. I'm, you know, that's actually... deathly combos and expanded. I, I'm thinking about that. that. There's also a card called Max Elixir, Sean, mm-hmm. which instead of the discard pile like Dark Patch does, it pulls from the top seven. It's either the top seven or oh, six yeah. cards. I can't remember. And if you find energy there, attach it to one of your bench Pokemon. Oh, this is so, it's so gross. I mean, I think Wally is going to make for some pretty broken combos with VMAXs, especially VMAXs. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, even think about like, look at, think about Tapu Koko VMAX. I'm just thinking about this like in the future, right? You could easily have a combo where Tapu Koko, it paralyzes you and does 180 damage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't knock out the opponent's Pokemon, you could have a world in which you paralyze somebody going second turn one. I don't know. Yeah, Wally could be a problem <laughs> with VMAXs. It's just, man, it's expanded's really cool because I think there's a lot of different combinations, but um, there are definitely some broken ones. There are definitely some broken ones. Tinfoil hat theory time, Sean. Yes. Tinfoil hat, real quick. Mention Kyle mentioned trying to find a unified ban list for like the entire world. Mm-hmm. What if tinfoil hat theory, what if eventually Pokemon is working towards a unified format? Like I, standard. I think they have already made that progress. Now, I think what you're implying is that we all like a unified a release schedule. Is that what you're implying? No, like a unified standard format. Yeah, I 100% agree with that because they changed the um the the lettering, the block letters like that on the um 
cards in Japan and then came to America. So all of the mm-hmm. new sets have block numbers, like block letters, like block D, block A, whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. And the concept there is that it would be very simple then for Japan and America to say everything from block D onwards is now legal. And you could interpret that as sword and shield or you can interpret that however you want. But because Japan has like mini sets and other sets, it can kind of get a little bit wonky with the timing. Um, but I think we that will be the their goal moving forward is that standard with the exception of release dates, right? So yeah, I think Japan is still likely going to always be ahead of America. Um, well, yeah, they, they make their releases small and yeah. three for each of our one. Exactly. And there's like, I don't think there's any way of getting around that as much as Americans and, and, and non-Japanese people would like that. The actual business model of Japan does not, you know, the Pokemon scene in Japan does not allow for a unified release date. But mm-hmm. I'm 100% on your tin fat, tinfoil theory of like making sure that standard, expanded, bandless, everything are the same otherwise. Because that also just makes it easier for like sharing information, having international tournaments where Japanese players might attend, all that stuff. I think it'll just be really interesting. Again, that's a tinfoil hat theory. I've got no basis on that. I've got no I think evidence. You have good evidence. That's good evidence. I mean, I, I, I just thought about it. I was like, what if? And I mean, I just want to throw out there that when Ball Guy got that full art, I was like, we're going to get a level ball reprint in standard. <laughs> and, uh, I just want to let you all know that level ball did get that reprint. So I think uh, I think you know what you're talking exactly, about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, oh. I think I, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, I think that's enough talk about two cards in expanded. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a long time. That was a very long time on two cards, but uh, longer than I expected. We are the meta pot, so we have to talk about the meta sometimes because uh, a lot of the rest of this is not necessarily going to be about the meta. Can uh, we? I know Sean wanted to. I know because we went long. Sean sent me a message about skipping top deck academy okay we'll talk about it very quick can i sit on a can i sit on a pedestal real quick pedestal jake so pokemon top deck academy we talked about it last week um it's going to be a series of episodes on twitch and youtube about the pokemon trading card game and the competitive side whether that's um for beginners or for more experienced players um they released their first episode sean and i took a glimpse at it watched a bit of it very cool releasing every thursday what I will say, though, I don't know if anybody expected this to be like toward giving an exclusive idea about his deck at the World Championships and its matchup against Henry Brand's Mewtwo list and all these different things. Like, I, I don't think I think a lot of people thought that this was going to be to the level of people like Azul GG or like Michael Catron or like Andrew Mahone like an explanation and depth level. And they were very mad when the deck that they featured was Tamarot Frostmoth, a deck that is not good in the standard format. <laughs> is it a deck even? I mean, I've never heard it's of a deck. This. It could be, it could be a deck it is a be. base of 60 cards that whatever you want. Sean. They talked a little dark fury for that one. <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing. Here's my opinion about it. I thought it was very good. Because a lot of people are just saying you want an easy deck 
give him ADP. Isn't that exactly what we've been crying and screaming about how Pokemon has made ADP way more accessible to the beginning player? Like, and we've been crying that everybody's been playing ADP and everybody's been ruining the format with ADP. This is phenomenal that they showed two cards that are not relevant in that deck. Even if it's not good. Think about, Sean, what was the first deck that you ever built? Uh, Catterday. Yeah, exactly. A bad deck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I mean, Catterday Catterday was fun. It was fun, but, but it's, it's not good. <laughs> like, I build a, I build a, a, a Muck Muck deck. I build a Muck and a Lowland Muck. You know, this is like the first deck that a lot of people are going to build. Right? Yeah. So... And they broke down it really, and they broke it down really well. You know, talking about the deck list, talking about the different cards, like the set list that they gave out in the video also wasn't that bad, in my opinion. It was very, very good. It was done in a very clear and concise manner. So if you expect this to be to the level of a regional champion, like if I watch this video, I'm going to be a regional champion. Stop. <laughs> That's not how you grow a game. Yeah, but this it, the video, to, to everybody who watched the video that's familiar, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already not their target audience. Uh, this video was meant for people who literally don't know how to build a quote-unquote competitive deck. And that's not to say it's the best deck, to Jake's point. Just a competitive deck, right? Like, it had a 30... Deck that you could go on ladder with and yeah. win a couple games. It had 31 trainers. They're not teaching you how to build a theme deck. This is actually a properly built deck for the most part. It's just not meta. That's the only difference. Yeah, it's not It's not going to win the chill TCG series. Although... It's not going to win the GG2 or $300 whatever. Although, I will say, if you go out and do that, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you take it. this and you win one of these like giant 100 plus person online events, I, I've... I'll give you a free sub on my channel for a month. How about that? <laughs> but I think it's really good. I applaud Pokemon for doing this. I hope they continue doing this. I don't know how... I don't think this could last forever, right? I don't think they could do this every Thursday for the rest of time. But I hope they do it for longer than like four episodes. I think right? it'll... That, yeah, I think that's the... How long was that podcast they did? You remember that? <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll bring the podcast. That was like a Players' Cup 2 thing, right? Yeah, it was like just Players' Cup 2. It was like... All right, well, you got Players' like Cup 3 coming three up. Three episodes. You got I Players' think. Cup 3 coming up, right? So I think that's their, their thought process there. But, you know, I will agree with you. Corporations, uh, even the ones that we, that we love, do have a tendency to uh, start and abandon projects as, as the wind changes. But you'll probably get a solid five to 10 episodes minimum out of this thing, at least. I think it's really cool, and I think it's really well done. And if you're mad at it, it's not, it's not a video for you, so shut up. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are not for you... Uh, oh, I, uh, are you? Okay, Sean, continue. Uh, let's talk about Logan Paul. Let's talk about... The Sean just called me poor. <laughs> well, I'm saying not for me either. I don't got $10,000 plus to bid on a single pack of Pokemon cards. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. So, but we did want to talk about not just Logan Paul, but I think like 
the ever changing, ever evolving, evolving into a frustrating world to some degree, uh, world of the Pokemon collecting scene in particular. Um, and I think Jake Paul's recent video of like, Logan. I spent L- Logan Paul. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Logan Paul, uh, oh yes. The one, the one who, uh, went to the suicide forest, that, that Paul brother for everybody out there who seems to want to forget these things. Um, yeah, he is opening, he's going to be doing more first edition box breaks. He went out and bought $2 million worth of first edition boxes. It's six boxes total that he bought. Seven. Was it seven? Yeah. No, I thought it was six. Pretty sure it was seven. Because I think he bought them for a little over 300K each. And that would, seven would make it more than $2 million. Is it a rough estimate of $2 million? Hold on. I'm pulling up the video. I think it was six. I think it was six boxes. Either way, it's an absurd amount (laughs) of money that was just put on the table. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was six, actually. Now that I look at the panorama, (laughs) my apologies. He, he, He will have opened or he will have owned seven. Yes. I should say that. So yeah, he is, he, but he's going to be doing, you know, he's starting off, you know, streams just like he did last time where he's selling packs for this break. The difference this time is the first box break. It's not a sale of a pack. It's a bid. So sky's the limit for how much money, you know, Logan Paul can make off of this. Um, mm-hmm. I think last time we talked about this, you and I, Jake, both, both did discuss like how he basically doubled his money on the cost of the first edition box relative to the sale price of the packs. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember um, that much. Like, I don't remember if we talked about the math or what. I'm sure we did. Mm-hmm. And whatever it came, you could go back to that episode and look because I'm sure it was part of the title. You know, Logan Paul opens box. But but uh, not only with, you know, the uh, the the selling of the items, but also the 7.8 million views that mm-hmm. he got in his video that wasn't the live stream. I don't think it was a live stream. I think he cut it down into a video. It was a live stream um, and it and I think it became a video. It's both. Yes, yeah, so you you combo the ad revenue. Oh, okay. So he had I bought a $200,000 box of Pokémon cards, 7.8 million views 4 months ago. Stream 3 months ago, two and a half hours long. So this was the live stream. Opening the box, 11 million views. I mean, that's, so that's like 18 million views. That doesn't include ad revenue. That doesn't include members. That doesn't include super chats on YouTube, uh, sponsorship opportunities. Look, I mean, look, everybody's allowed to make their money, right? Like, I don't, I don't fault anybody for making money. But I will say that there is an element to this that is like, you know, somebody that is like Logan Paul and like many of these other creators right now, this is whether or not you think that the pa- price per pack is correct or not, because to be honest, I, I think there's an element of like how many people are selling first edition packs to be opened. Not many. There's just not a lot of that inventory that exists. Right. And you couple that with the fact that he's such a celebrity and basically he can, he has so much advertising essentially of this break that like, you know, he looks at this and like, I don't think he's doing it for the community. It's not, he's not doing it 
bad taste, but I think he's doing because he realized it's a moneymaker, right? Like, if he can make, on that first box break, he probably netted between the sales of the pack, the profit from the sales of the pack, and the ad revenue and all that stuff. And I know he donated some money, but he probably walked away with a profit margin of maybe one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 total. He walked away with the amount that he spent on the box in profit, probably. So he looks at this and says, so long as the boxes don't go to a million dollars each, you know, and I can still like get them for not much more. If he walks away with this one with 150,000 profit per box over six boxes. Yeah, he's, it, it did cost him $200 million to buy in but he walks away with almost a million dollars in profit. That is a very good return on investment. A 50% return on investment over only like three months. That's smarter than anything I've ever done. Yeah. That's so like, but I think that's the key for me is like everybody who's doing watching this or whatever, like just keep that in your mind that like, don't get it twisted. That's the strategy here for Logan Paul. It's, it's notoriety on the one hand, because nobody else is spending the money to open up six base set first edition booster boxes and it's actual profit on the other hand. And that, you know, that's the combo. I talked a lot, Jake. What are your thoughts you on did. this? Uh, so if you go to the auction website right now, there's only 24 packs that are currently being bid on the auction. Minimum $10,000 bid for any of those $24 packs, $10,000. You talk about, I think you get all the cards in the pack. You get it opened on stream, right? There's exposure there. I'm sure there's some branding. So like if if I won one of these packs and I was like, please say, go follow Atrocious Gameplay. You know, that, that gets me a little bit of exposure on the channel. Sure, I would get some followers. Maybe not like a crazy amount, but I would get some, right? And if you click, if you click, you also get a card. I don't know if you saw this, Sean, whether that's on like Verbank or Twitter or whatever. Oh, he's yeah. made a he's made a custom card, a first edition, quote unquote, of that. And plus, he is doing a deal. So the ten thousand dollars, it is a lot for one pack, but also he's doing a deal with PSA. The cards with PSA will get a custom, like, label. what's that? What's that label? Custom label. First edition Logan Paul break. Correct. For the cards that you submit that are part of that break. So, very, very crazy, <laughs> in my opinion. I think this is going to, I think this is a big deal. He's opening this on Pokemon Day. It's only one of the boxes. Just want to say that it's only one of the boxes. So there are still five more that will be in his possession for probably later breaks. I assume maybe he yeah. keeps one sealed forever. I don't know. Yeah, he certainly may. Right. Like he hasn't said what he's going to do with those. I'm sure he as a creator, he knows that like he can't keep doing the exact same thing and expect to get the same results from a media perspective. So there's going to be a point to where it it plateaus or it yeah. drops a little bit. And so he's probably sitting here like, okay, I'll do a box break again. Cause you know, just repeat success, but add some other elements like the PSA and the coupling it the with bidding. Like, yeah. 
and you then know, the next the, one, the, the packs like he doesn't have to set a price on the packs. Like, yeah, he's a minimum bid, but he doesn't have to set a price on the packs. You know, they just go as high as they want. These well, packs are like thirteen and fourteen k right now. There's there's one that's there's a couple that are sixteen right now, but that's that's as high as it goes as of right now. Yeah, and it, that's the thing, right? Is it's like he he put the minimum at ten k, which basically is roughly at cost, meaning. If he sells them all, the auctions website has to take a cut. You know, all of these, all of these middlemen that process the payments and all that stuff, they take a cut. So that's like basically the cost per pack based yeah. on what he actually. So you paid gotta for. imagine, you gotta imagine that one person is going to bid on said item. Oh yeah, no, it's you definitely know. gonna be more. It, they'll probably one is already bid up to 20k right now. Uh, one oh, really? Yes. Did I did not like refresh or did I miss it? Oh, no. Oh, if you no, just, I see it now. Yeah. I see it now. I see it now. So you got to assume that with a few days left, it, they'll probably all get up to between 15 to 20K at least, maybe 20K, which if you think 20K, well, shoot, you're almost doubling your money every time you sell a box, <laughs> right? When? Yeah, I mean, so it's, oh, man, when does this bidding end? Three days? Yeah, I think it's like three days and then the payments have to be in by the 21st. Oh yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's a that's a big fat um, payment. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big wire transfer there, bud. Um, but it's it's crazy. I mean, you look at the, I mean, you talk about the influx. This is off of Comic Book Gaming, ComicBook.com. Pokemon card first edition set sells at auction for six hundred and sixty six thousand dollars. The devil's number. <laughs> I believe that every card in this set was a PSA 10. Every card in this was a PSA 10 mint condition. First edition base set set. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money, but I think there's value in having like the full base set, first edition set, PSA 10, all packaged up neatly, right? The idea of oh, tracking yeah. all these cards down in PSA 10 and... You know, it's, this is, I don't know. I think it's not that, it's not a terrible surprise, but it is a lot of money. Sure. <laughs> I believe this was a record. Yes. Um, I'm not finding the exact sentence. I thought I had it, but that's, child, that's, that's absurd. We oh, talk yeah. about Pokemon cards getting more and more harder to find, more and more expensive. You know, it's hard to find a booster box now under $120. Yeah, I mean, it's just all the the hype plus the printing. We've talked about this before, but mm -hmm. it just uh, it starts to feel like, you know, we talked about people buying out pallets of General Mills cereal, right? <laughs> right? And uh, <clears throat> like some of these products are always going to be valuable as long as Pokemon is still a valuable franchise. Like the stuff that Jake Paul, Logan Paul is doing with the um, first edition boxes, like that's that's straight up probably worth it in terms of money. Uh, but, but you know, don't let this fool you. This ain't all Pokemon cards. Do you want to talk about Pokemon cards that are going to be really expensive and really hard to find because people are going to resell it at a really high value coming out soon, Sean? Yeah, well, I mean, we could talk about some of those cards, but I want to talk about the cards that will be super cheap because people that are shiny hunting don't want those cards. <laughs> Pokebeach.com Shining Fates Full English Set List Revealed. 
73 cards, while its Shiny Vault subset, much like Hidden Fates, has 122 cards. Sean, that's almost 200. It's 199. Why in God's green earth did they end it at 199 and not put in 200? I'm pissed. <laughs> You're like, I can't take it. Stop, Pokemon. Make it 200, please. Just throw one more card in there. There will be a couple cards that we go over. There's some, it's a mishmash of cards. Some are from Shiny Star V, the Japanese version of this set that we've talked about in the past. The starter set of Venusaur Blastoise, VMAX special set, gym promos, other promos in Japan. Um, also some full arts left over from Legendary Heartbeat, and then a lot of reprints. But one thing that I want to talk about, full art Marnie. You may have seen it in Shiny Star V. Very beautiful card is running a super high price in Japan. It's actually crazy how high it's running. Not in this set, Sean. It could have been card number 200, <laughs> but they had to say, you know what? We're taking it out. I'm pissed. I wonder if it's just a function. Like I, Maybe it'll be in battle styles. Uh, that's all I can think, right? It's like either it's going to be in battle styles or... They just are not giving us that full art. I, Pokemon does this sometimes. There's a few full arts that exist in Japan that have never come over here. Tackle stars. So, you know, and it's a full art alternate, right? So yeah, it's an alternate. It's an alternate. Well, I mean, it's a it's a full art. It's it's yeah, but I it's can't an alternate really say meaning... like it's an alternate art. It's just a new art. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a difference. Fair. Like alternate art. There was an alternate art. Reshiram Charizard tag team, but that was a promo. But like, if you know that like Marnie is not only a playable card, but also a fan favorite and you're the Pokemon company and you're like, well, we have the holiday set next year or like whatever the special 25th anniversary set is going to be. Maybe Marnie goes in that. Maybe. Wait, this is the 25th anniversary set, Sean. Uh, No, this is Shining Fates, not the V Union set, whatever that is. I'm so confused. The Asset's official date is February 19th. Yeah, this will be... I mean, this is just when the Shining Fate set releases, but I think there's going to be another special oh, yeah, there set is. coming out later this year. So I, it may simply be that they thought, you know, let's hold back, you know, one or two or like one card at least, uh, and maybe Marnie was just that card. It's a little weird to me. I thought, you know... Maybe the full art ball guy, honestly, seems like a more fun. <laughs> mm, I love that card. I want it so bad. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, I, that might be their rationale. I do think we'll eventually get it. And then maybe they're just holding it back for our set later in the year. Sean, what cards do you want to talk about? There are some reprints in here, as we mentioned, but there are some new cards that we don't have in the standard format yet. Yeah, let's talk about, uh, you know, the the few cards that are actually good. We can start with, um, if I'm just going down the list, the Reshiram Amazing Rare. Bam, so. Reshiram Amazing Rare, Fire, Lightning, and Dark Energy. 210 HP basic Pokemon. 270 damage. This Pokemon does 60 damage to itself. Yep. Easy enough to understand. 270 damage is absurd, but so is a three different energy <laughs> requirement cost. Yes, especially when we don't have something like uh, like uh, uh, 
This God, one's, I just, this one's I just easy lost though. My creative thought. This one's easy in the current standard format. Welder one fire, <laughs> Tapu Coco one lightning, attach a dark. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. You say it's easy, but I play like five ladder games of Scorch and I don't find a welder until the fifth <laughs> game. You think it's easy to perform this combo, but man, I I, I pissed someone <laughs> off at TPCI because of this podcast because I can't I could not find a welder the other day. It but was I will absurd. say, but I will say, of all the amazing rares I've seen, like with the energy requirement, this in the current standard format, this is actually the easiest to pull off in one oh. turn. Oh yeah, for sure. This is this is by far the most manageable. Um, so like you know, I think that one might it's it hasn't really probably seen much play in Japan, but eh, it could be interesting to to look at. Um, could be cool. And then the next one is the Kyogre Amazing Rare. What does this one do, Jake? Water, lightning, metal, and colorless. That uh, that this might be more manageable, Sean. Really? This might actually be more manageable. Okay. This attack does 80 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. I've heard this is not too bad in Expanded. Hmm. I think I heard some chirping when this was first announced, like when Shiny Star V came out in Japan. But you think of a deck like Frostmoth, Tapu Koko, Accelerates Energies... You attach a single metal saucer and you get you two frost moths. You can't set metal metal saucers only to metal. You gotta have energy well, switch I, I, too. I meant, I meant that's your single attachment you're right. because you're you're Oh, frost you're right. Yeah, you can frost moth to water, tapu coco. Yeah. And actually that doesn't require you to um use a supporter for that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um I this might actually be easier than welder. Yeah. Although and then, then again, <laughs> Still probably not going to be easy. No, but like, again, to your point, though, and you don't even have to have it be metal energy. You could just be like Aurora, right? So yeah, it could. It could be Aurora. And, you know, this this could be uh, this could be fun. Um, and 80 to all of your opponent's Pokemon. And then you do what? 30. So 110. If you have the uh, telescopic sight to the bench GXs and Vs like that's that's gross. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, you two shot all. I think you two shot all GXs and Vs. Uh, all except well, a couple okay, of two hundred and thirty HPVs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> talking about like I'm talking about ones like Dedenne and Crobat. Yes, yeah, yeah. All the bench sitters are gone in two shots. Yes, that's that's a, yeah. I know you don't one shot peek around. I know you don't one shot. Oh no, I was thinking about or, like um Zamazenta, right? Oh, Zamazenta yeah, is two thirty. It would be ten shy. Mm. But still, um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's something to this. Like, it's probably too complicated, but I don't know. It's, you know, if you if people can make Raikou work, then you can definitely make Kyogre work. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. What's the next card on your list? I want to talk about a reprint card that we've had in the standard format before, Crobat V. Okay. Now, this is the same exact Crobat V that we got in Darkness Ablaze. I just find it intriguing that in this set, it's, getting just a regular reprint. Hmm. I, I find that interesting. It's a very good card. Pokemon knows that it's a very good card, right? And especially with the pandemic and the low printing of like Darkness Ablaze and how like, you know, they got to keep the competitive scene going, you know, just putting Crobat in another set, you know, will lower the price. It will make it a little bit more available. Yeah. I don't, I, I like it. It's a, it's a non like like it, ha it does have a shiny form in Shining Fates. We know about this, 
We saw it in a box for in Japan, but I think it's really cool. There's going to be a lot of people that get this Crobat V and they're going to be like, heck, this Pokemon's not shiny or it's not in a, a, even a VMAX. Throw it out the window or sell it real cheap. Yeah, it is. I, you know, it is interesting. Like, I get why they're printing it because they're giving us the VMAX, right? Mm-hmm. But like... Which you I think don't think about, the VMAX is that good. No, it's not amazing. It's it's not awful. Like, if you're playing a certain deck that has these bench sitters and you can evolve it into this, um, yes, it gives up another prize, but it also then becomes a Pokemon that doesn't get knocked out with a single shot by most things. So, <laughs> Zacian. Uh, no, Zacian would knock out 300. 300. No, 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 I'm talking about if it was if it was still a Crobat. Oh, mind. yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, so you, ha- you have ways around that now. Um, but... Yeah, it's, I think it's interesting to compare this to something like Shaman EX or Dedene, which were like also like they're similar cards in terms of like their purpose in a deck. But, you know, this I think is the first time in the relatively modern era that you've seen this kind of a staple card get a reprint within basically six months, nine months of it coming out mm-hmm. and get a promo at the same time. So like... They've all of a sudden taken, like, Dedenne used to be this card that was 30, 35 bucks for a long time until you had the trainer's toolkit. And now all of a sudden, Crobat, which was very much going to be that card, assuming we had, you know, IRL play, I think you see the, the price of this drop quite significantly because, to your point, this is now what people are going to be looking for. And I think that's a great thing for collectors. No, for players, I should say. Yeah, I think this is really, really good. It'll be really nice. I can get the other Crobats that I need. I think I've pulled to opening on stream so i just need two more (laughs) so the bank account won't hurt too much sean what do you what do you got up next i mean up next uh, the eveltal amazing rare i would say this is in in standard this is the hardest one to pull off you got fire psychic dark double colorless but your opponent's active pokemon is just knocked out Like, doesn't matter how much HP they have. Doesn't matter what modifiers they have. Just dead. I mean, it. look, if people can make the bird trio work in standard, somebody's going to find ways to make this work because it's a, attack is broken. So, Little Dark Fury! Hey, that's right. You you got to see work. it. So I think that's a Give cool Give me a one. list. <laughs> Give me a list for the on the YouTube video. That Victini, man. The same Victini that people use, or maybe Trumbeak. Yeah, um, I think Trumby could be a pair. Trumby could be a good pair because if you get the right combo off uh, with Trumby and Orangaroo, then you could welder and then attach a double colorless, and you're good to go. Yeah, double colorless or twin. Yeah, uh, well, twin. Yes, I, I I misspoke there. I I think I know what you meant, but <laughs> it, it's true. And expanded, you could attach a double colorless. So, what is your next one? I won't talk about it too much, but Ditto V and Ditto V Max is coming. We've already talked about Ditto V and Ditto V Max. Ditto V, once during your turn, before you attack, you may switch this Pokemon with a basic Pokemon V from your discard pile. Attach any cards, damage counters, special conditions, turns in play, any other effects remain on the new Pokemon. Sean, you like this card a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I kind of think this is cool. I think it's very cool. I think until we get a successor to Mewtwo and Mew um gx in the v world uh which i think we'll get at some point uh but until we get something like that i think this is a really interesting way to build a deck like to me this screams 
um, toolbox, right? This screams yeah. counter deck because you, you throw a couple of these on your bench and you just use crazy ball search to put things in your discard. Um, and then, you know, when once you know exactly what your opponent is playing, you just, boom, swap it out. And the good thing about this card is you can have VMAXs as well, and it still counts, meaning like, it, you know, when you put replace it with something in your discard, it's not like you play the card that turn. It has all of the same effects as the original Ditto had, meaning it will be considered having been in play. So you could swap out this into a Colossal V and then go into the VMAX or an Eternatist V and go into the VMAX, whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that actually makes for an interesting toolbox deck that can use VMAXs, especially ones that have the interesting um, energy requirements of one colorless, one color type. To me, that is exactly why they designed those VMAXs like this, is like they were thinking of that, this Ditto V, I think, because you print Aurora Energy and you print a bunch of VMAXs that only need one of a specific type of energy, like Cinderace, um, Dragapult, Eternatus, etc. And then all of a sudden, you can be running all three of those, you know, VMAXs in a deck and you just have Ditto V and all you need is Aurora Energy and then another attachment. It'll be kind of cool. I'm interested to see the things that Ditto V will provide, but I don't think it'll be like insane. No, I, I agree. I, but I think I'll be excited to play around with this and I think people could make some really fun, surprising decks with it. Cramorant VMAX. Man, I love Cramorant. Good Pokemon. Triple colorless Mac, G-Max propulsion. 80 times damage. Flip a coin for each energy attached to this Pokemon. Stack does 80 damage for each heads. Think about Porygon Jesus. Z. Triple acceleration. Pokemon. Oh, it's yeah, so... Yeah, you go triple acceleration, you get three coin flips right there. Right. And that's one. And then so you double, triple excel, and then all of a sudden you're getting six coin flips for a, a potential damage output of 480. Like, it's awesome. Uh, it's, uh, and it's a Pokemon that doesn't instantly get knocked out, so it actually It feels, is weak to lightning, Sean. I mean, sure, but whatever. I don't care. It's a big old bird. I love it. it <laughs> It's a great, it's a great Pokemon. I want the card. I want the shiny. The shiny is bright orange. Boss's orders, Lysander. This is coming out in the uh, starter decks as well. We're not really going to cover those because we've talked about the starter decks before or whatnot, but Boss's order, Lysander is going to be in this set. It's going to be for us. It's basically Boss's orders, Giovanni, but it's Lysander. Pokemon said they were going in a direction with some of the supporters. To where it would just be different trainers on the or different uh characters from the Pokemon series, but with the same effect, the same type of card, except you had to play one of the one of the arts. Couldn't mm-hmm. like mix Giovanni's and Lysanders. I uh I think it's it's cool. I uh you know. Basically, for everybody out there who's been playing a long time and keeps saying Lysander whenever they gust something up, there you go. <laughs> you can, there you go. You can keep saying <laughs> you Lysander. You got that you're like, uh, Lysander for game. <laughs> yeah. So there we, we'll just solve that communication error. <laughs> Professor's Research is getting 1-2. Juniper is coming back to the standard format. I think Juniper is probably 
one of the most popular discard draw sevens, I would think, of yep. the modern era of Pokemon. I'm just waiting on the Sycamore now. That's the only thing they're they're missing. Oh boy. But you know what else is missing? Buffs for Zacian, Sean. <laughs> Rusted Sword. We've talked about this card before, and I've definitely got on the rant of this card. Um, this is all the more reason not to play in the standard format. <laughs> I just like Zacian now is going to be doing 290 with this stupid sword attached to it. And you're just sat here like, is this the thing that finally kills Pikaram? I don't know. Because like 290, even with the resistance and a big charm is not enough. Because you put a big charm on Pikaram, it's 270. The resistance is 20. That's 290. It's, it's exact math. So maybe, maybe this is finally the thing that puts uh you know adp uh, uh, and zacian over pikaram to the extent where pikaram can't compete but i don't know i just thank regardless. god adventure bag is not in the format oh god thank yes. god it rotated with lost thunder but uh just just you wait guzmahala coming right back in adp god uh, man does the tag call version come back then it might well, wait is tag call still going on uh yeah tag call still a thing i think the tag call yeah. version just with this card, you might you might see a resurgence in tag call ADP. I guess I should say more people playing tag call. Yeah. Alcremi um, V is getting a full art in this set. Beautiful colors on the full art. It's got some very tasty uh, pinks, reds, oranges. Did you say tasty? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate you. But Alcremi V, it's a beautiful art. I think this is going to be very collectible. Also, the full art trainers are so good. Mm -hmm. Ball guy all day. Ball guy. You got Birdkeeper Tony. Careless is pretty sweet, I think. Yeah. Um, the gym trainers, cool. Piers looks really, really good. Uh, Pokey Kid <laughs> looks really, really cool. Rose. Chairman Rose. Sean's. Favorite uwu card. It, that is, he is vibing here. I love this full art rose. This this full art rose is an aesthetic. I love it. It's it's dad bod rose with the. <laughs> uh, for those of you who played the Sword and Shield video game and maybe are not sure what uh, rose we're talking about, this is the rose where he's out in public and he doesn't want people to know who he is. He's got his uh, shorts on. He's got the. Sweater, the dad, beer belly, gut thing, sunglasses, hat. Very cool. Skyla getting that third art. God, this card's going to be expensive, but I want it so bad. <laughs> and then, Sean, the only secret rare in the main set of 73 cards, Alcremi VMAX Rainbow. I mean, you say the only secret rare other than all the shinies. I, I said <laughs> in the 73 cards, yes, Sean. Yes. I mean, this one's fine. It's like, you know, it's a rainbow that we didn't get earlier. Cool. Honestly, that's just what I think about it. Like, rainbows don't really do it for me anymore. I think Unless they're better than what they were in the sun and moon era. I agree, yeah. They're better than what they were, but they're still, like, still not great in my... I'd still rather have a full art. And then, but, obviously, uh, you have all the shinies, so... <laughs> and then and then the gold uh, Eternatus set. If you're like... I need to rock up with the new Wally and expanded and, and absolutely wreck people turn one going second. You got to get these golds. I mean, we just had the promos come out not too long ago. Yeah, but I mean, gold. now we have the gold. The promos were better than the gold. 
or I'm sorry, the promos were better than the regular. Now the gold is better than the promo. So sucks to be you if you bought all four of the promos because you should get four of the gold. <laughs> I feel like you're attacking me right now. <laughs> I feel I, attacked. I, I know. I mean, a little bit. You said how creamy was tasty. Yeah, how creamy is tasty. Look at that. Look at that card. It's juicy. It's you're delicious. So you're so weird. You're so weird. All right. It's okay. I'm, I'm pretty weird too. Well, I think we just have one last thing to wrap up this pod, Jake, and that is something that you alluded to earlier. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the thing that we we were working on even when we weren't recording the pod. And that is a tournament. We are... So I, I posted on the Twitter um, these playmats that we had commissioned. They're like Viridian Forest, really awesome work that Zach Roy at Senior Doom uh, on Twitter uh, designed. Amazing artist. Um, and we said we would find ways to get these into your hands. Uh, Jake has a few mats that he has in his possession now that I think he will also be doing giveaways on his Twitch. We mentioned this, I think, last week. Yes. Um, so that's one way to get it. But another way is through this tournament that we are running. It is going to be a, uh, a different kind of tournament. And the, the prizing is the top four will win one of these custom play mats. Entry is totally free. Uh, but uh, the way that you enter, you have to get a code. And um, yeah, so basically, though, it's going to be hosted through Limitless, through Play Limitless. We talked about them before. We love it. And it's going to be limited to 32 players because neither Jake nor I wants to do a whole 200-person regional I can't. <laughs> yeah, we we both can't, man. I, I that, uh uh-uh. I ain't I ain't got time for that. Um, but Jake, do you want to explain the rules of this tournament real quick? So there are going to be several actually banned cards in the standard format for this tournament. Now you may be thinking, oh man, these goons have banned ADP. Jake complains about it all the time. There's no way that ADP is not. And you know what? You're right. We did ban ADP, but we banned four other cards that you may be like, whoa, what did what 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 did you ban? Pikachu and Zekrom GX tag team. Lucario and Melmetal GX tag team. You may be thinking, oh, well, that's that's three. What what could possibly be two more? Like quick ball or metal saucer? <laughs> No, 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 no. Eternatus VMAX and Senescorch VMAX. Basically, the top five decks right now in the format, we just basically eliminated. Yep. Well, let's this is going to be, be interesting. Everybody's kind of bored with current standards. So <clears throat> how do we fix that? Well, you could try to fix it by banning one card or, or maybe two. Or you could just ban the whole top... The whole top tier and then say, okay, what now? And to be honest, a lot of people may look at this and be like, well, baby Blacephalon is just going to run rampant. But like, let's think about baby Blacephalon real quick. Just some uh, meta talk about this tournament. Baby Blacephalon capitalizes on like three prize matchups. If three, if a lot of the three prizes are gone. Yeah. Does Blounds really do that well? And, and it capitalizes on the fact that no other single prize decks can really uh cause it trouble right now yeah so with adp gone 
all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot of single prize decks that start looking real juicy. Especially um, now that Picaram is also gone. Yeah, like I, there's three prize decks too, right? Like there's a Inteleon VMAX, the thing that's held Egg that. Row. Yeah, Eggro. There's all these decks that I really do think that, you know, maybe they'll get their time in the spotlight. I know there's a lot of Orbital stands out there, so maybe this yeah. is your time to shine. Some Orbitals out here, but this will be a really cool event. Five rounds, best of one. Uh, this is assuming that all 32 spots are filled because this will have a cap of 32 players. 30 minutes per round, five-minute round check-in. The top eight players will move into a best of three single elimination, three round, top eight, untimed timers, no check-in, just play it out. Yep. Yeah, PTCGO, Sean will be the head judge. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be, we'll stream the tournament on uh, my Twitch as well. And all the details, though, are on Play Limitless. If you just go, uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well, but... The way that you enter, if you go right now and you try to register, you're not going to be able to register because we have, you know, like like I said, it's limited to 32 players. Tweet, uh, go and follow at the Metapod uh, on Twitter, at Metapod TCG on Twitter, link in the show notes, and just DM us uh, that you want to participate in the tournament. It'll be first come, first serve, and we will give you a um, code. There's like unique codes, and you just register with that code. If we give you a code and you don't use it for like a day or two, we might give it to somebody else. But um, yeah, just uh, just so when you get the code, you just use it right away so we know who's actually competing. Um, I think it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And we don't plan on doing lots and lots of tournaments. We are not becoming a tournament organizer uh, proper. This is... Just a really fun way to interact with everybody and to get some cool playmats into your hands. And I don't think a lot of tournaments are doing like, or I don't, I think this will be the first like podcast tournament. Uh, I mean, well, Chill TCG, they do have the yellow. Oh, I guess now. they, well, okay. Here, here's what I meant to say. <laughs> podcast first and then tournament. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And this one, but all the, all the tournaments that we're probably going to do for everybody out there, they're always going to be weird in one way or another. Just so you yeah, know. They'll be unique. <laughs> they'll be unique in their own right. Oh, and we didn't tell you when the tournament is. It's next Monday, February 15th at 6.30 Eastern time. So before the next podcast. Before, oh, gosh. Before the next podcast even comes out, the tournament will already have happened. So, yeah, if you're listening to this now and you're interested, hit us up on Twitter. Get one of those codes. Go sign up on Limitless. And, uh, and good luck to you. And uh, I think that's all for the episode. I'm Ron Burgundy.